0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.
0: From the king of sports books, comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Jerry Ferrara and Olivia Harlan decker
1: Welcome to the final Unleashed of 2022. And I think my voice kind of says it all as I'm battling a cold. Jerry, your house has been battling some illnesses. Are we limping to the end of 2022?
2: Yeah, if this were a fight, our trainers would be throwing in the towel. If this yeah. were football, we'd be taking oh. a knee, even though we're not winning. It would be victory formation, although we're not winning. Yes, we are limping to the end of 2022. 2023, though, is going to be great.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. You've got to share with everyone what you just told me off air, of what your son said (laughs) when he threw up for the first time, because it's about the funniest thing I've heard today.
2: We completed the three-peat. We had colds in both kids. We had pink eye, which I never had as a kid, both had. And then one kid, our oldest, had a little stomach bug, threw up in our bed and said, Dad, I pooped out of my mouth. (laughs) Which is disgusting and not completely (laughs) inaccurate. Oh, it just paints a nice picture, though. So yeah,
1: 2022. Let's go. (laughs) 2022 is done. Oh, gosh. Although, to be serious, like a really, really good year in sports. And Jerry, we are coming up with a list of what we thought the 10 best moments in sports was this year. And you know, at the end of the year, past January feels like a lifetime ago. I think especially when you have kids. Like I became a mom in 2022. I don't really remember much before the baby was born in May. And as we put together this list, it was really fun to enjoy what a year in sports it was. And I think everyone will be as surprised as we were as we actually put pen to paper.
2: Yeah, because even when we were talking off air, I was bringing up some stuff that was very recent. And and you said, are you being prisoner of the moment? And I had to think about it. And I'm like, yes, I am. Because when you look at the beginnings of 2022 till now, so much has happened. And there's so much going on in our lives. And there's so much going on with social media that you forget about stories so quick. So yeah, this is going to be a good reminder for everyone of everything that happened in 2022.
1: But we've actually got some huge games left this year. We're obviously going to get into that. The college football playoff semifinals, that's on New Year's Eve. I am so excited. We're going to break down those games. We'll give our picks. I bet mine will really surprise you. But Jerry, any sports betting resolutions as it pertains to
2: the new year? <laughs> yes. Okay. couple of things. First, on the sports betting front, we all know I'm an emotional better. I do think it's time to, we got to ride Peter Andrew. The boy's hot. We talked about it in last week's episode. He's coming off of some really, really big wins. I think we have to, now it's time. We were fading Peter maybe in the beginning. Now we got to get on Peter, but also look, I'm a fan of the 10 point teaser. I get a lot of crap for it. People say, why do you need 10 points? Put it in Portland. Listen, I've been hitting 10 point teasers all year. I've needed every one of those points. So, uh, more teasers in 2023. And then now I'm going to also start segueing into basketball. I haven't even locked into basketball betting yet. And now as the Super Bowl approaches, you're going to see me get hot with some NBA picks. Well, and also you're just now dipping back into the NBA because your team's doing well. The Knicks are looking all right. They Look, they're, they're playing tough. You know, something else that happened in 2022. The Knicks signed Jalen Brunson and everyone in sports media said, we overpaid and what has he ever really done? And he comes off the bench and... <laughs> to all of you because that signing is the first really great signing the Knicks have had in uh, 25 years. So that happened too.
1: That happened. Well, let's talk about everything else that happened because wow, what a year in sports.
0: Number one.
1: And this is chronological for the most part. This isn't in terms, this isn't importance, obviously, but 2022 kicked off with Antonio Brown streaking off the field in the middle of a game. It really feels like that was years ago, but that was just January 2nd, 2022. The dude took his jersey off, shoulder pads off and bolted, did a lap like a victory lap. I just cannot believe that still was in this calendar year. And then a lot of conversation has come out from that. And and then remember, he's posted all this weird stuff with like Giselle Boonshin and pictures and I mean, it's hard to leave this out of our list.
2: Not the only time we've seen him naked pretty much this year as well. (laughs) Hey,
1: I forgot about that. I forgot about the pool video. Some
2: foreshadowing. Look, that was weird. And we could focus on the Antonio Brown of it all, of course, because that was the headline. But it also does signify this, to me, potential end of the Tom Brady run in Tampa. We'll see what happens in the playoffs this year. and. If they get in, I mean, that might be the ugliest division I've seen in a long time. I think one, the last one, I think the Cam Newton Panthers in the South made the playoffs at like eight and eight or seven and nine. So that also signified Brown left, one little last playoff run that didn't work out for them. Gronk's mm-hmm. gone. That was also kind of the end of the Tom Brady in Tampa, potentially, if they don't get their act together. And I just don't see it. So yes, that's how we started 2022.
0: Number two.
1: So Back in January also, Tom Brady retired. It seemed like the rest of the NFL could breathe a sigh of relief, but that didn't last long. The GOAT unretired less than six weeks later. I forget it was just six weeks. He came back for year 23 at age 45. And yeah, that final chapter is still being written. So I don't know. What do you think? Did Tom Brady hurt his legacy in that weird six-week span?
2: i I don't think it's possible for him to hurt his legacy if it were someone maybe with one ring and still some of the accolades, possibly there's nothing Tom Brady could do to hurt his legacy i when you do hear stuff about the the Miami Dolphin stuff with you know and maybe getting rid yeah. of Tua two whistle Brett that stuff's always a little weird. All the stuff that's behind the scenes that we maybe don't need to know, but no, I don't think he hurt his legacy, and I for sure think he plays another season. I real Why do. not? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> his arm his arm strength is still there. Obviously he's not nearly as good as he was, but he's good enough compared to this crop of quarterbacks in the NFL this year. It's not going to be with Tampa, but it's going to okay, be so somewhere where? else. Where? Well you gotta think of it like this, right? He's not going to go anywhere, obviously, that doesn't have immediate chances to win a sure. Super Bowl or at least immediate chances to Spend some money to win a Super Bowl. So when you start thinking of it like that, I, you know, you could say the Patriots maybe are back on the table. I think that would be an interesting story. They have a good defense. They have mm. pieces. I think. Look, the Niners are always in play, but you know, because they don't know what's going on with Trey Lance's injury, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. If unless, if Brock Purdy, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and wins the Super Bowl as a rookie, <laughs> uh, being the last overall pick then that that could hurt that potentially, but if Brock Purdy does not come up for the Niners, I do think there's a chance that it's still a one and done with the Niners and maybe a sneaky chance at like Vegas. Is Vegas really, are the Raiders happy with Derek Carr? They have weapons. There's a star wide receiver there. There's a star running back there. So, and a coach that Tom Brady knows and Josh McDaniels.
1: Yeah, the whole Brock Purdy story is really getting pretty incredible. <laughs>
2: Number three. Hey, did you say Purdy a- incredible? Did you say I did, Purdy I incredible? Did. I'm just okay. Just in
1: check One goat athlete that did retire. Right. Twenty-three time Grand Slam champ Serena Williams, who gave us a few more memorable moments at the U.S. Open, making it to the third round. She truly changed the game, took women's tennis to new heights. Also, that movie King Richard came out this year, so we can kind of lump that in with all that. Uh, that was such a good movie. Will Smith. Really incredible. Obviously, Roger Federer also retiring. So big year in tennis.
2: It makes me a little, well, it makes me sad for the obvious reasons. I don't think we'll see anything like Serena Williams and just the way someone comes in and dominates a sport in that kind of a run. Also, I went to so many of her matches. The U.S. Open, I don't know if you've ever been, Olivia, in no. New York. I like tennis. I can't say I love tennis. I like tennis. I mainly watch the majors and that's it. Yeah. The U.S. Open is an unbelievable live sporting event to go to. If you haven't been, I highly suggest if you ever get the opportunity to go. And I've had the pleasure of seeing Serena play uh, four, time, four U.S. Opens. I was just at the Osaka mm. one where they ended the match early because, mm. you know, she was getting a little chippy. So yeah, that's sad. And then you think about Federer, the thing that bums me out the most is I'm getting so old now. These are people I grew up with, watching <laughs> them from afar, admiring them from afar. You never think one day tennis won't have Serena and Federer, and now they don't, and that just makes me feel old.
1: Yeah, and I do feel like we shouldn't have Federer as the byline there. Like That's a obviously a right. huge deal that he's retiring as well. It's just the impact of Serena on women's tennis was... Really big. I've never met Serena. I've met and interviewed Venus, and I'm just completely interested in them as a, as a power sister duo. But yeah, really big moment in tennis. I'm getting um, old. <laughs> I didn't say
0: it. Number four.
1: Aaron judges chase of 61 home runs, the American League record, which he now owns with 62, all while betting on himself and playing for a new contract. So he did it. He hit 62. He got paid. And what's next for him, Aaron?
2: <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> uh, people him, do confuse Aaron? me with Aaron Judge all the time. <laughs> We're similar size. Uh What's next for Aaron Judge? And Olivia, I'd love to hear your take on this because, you know, he did the I bet on myself year, which we love to see. Yeah. I love when people bet on themselves and they win that bet. We're a betting show. The home run chase was so fun to watch for Yankee fans and baseball fans. Probably good for baseball. And now we got paid. Great. Great year for Aaron Judge. For the Yankees, a fine year. Not a good year because we measure with World Series wins and we still can't even get to the World Series. So for Aaron Judge, what's next? Look, you got your money. We all know you're one of the best home run hitters we've ever seen. We need to get to the World Series. I'm not even saying win a ring. Let's start by getting to the show, and then we'll work from there. It's got to make the World Series this year. I like it. High expectations. Number five.
1: Over to the hardwood. The Golden State Warriors return to the top of the NBA. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, they get their fourth ring beating the Celtics. Steph finally got that NBA Finals MVP. And put that, yeah, but argument to rest, right? So as we kind of digest that, and obviously now Steph Curry's out for a couple weeks and everyone's all concerned about the Warriors, but where does Steph Curry rank all time after what we saw in this last finals run?
2: That was his uh, forgot about Dre championship where everyone sort of forgot and talked about KD and can he win without having that other guy, and he did. I love the NBA rankings, and it's so fun to talk about who's the GOAT, all that stuff. Here's where I'm at with that stuff. It's hard for me to rank all-time NBA players. I never saw Bill Russell play. I didn't see Will Chamberlain play. I didn't see Jerry West play. Mm -hmm. So for me, just the people I've seen play, and I've been watching basketball for now probably 35 years, it's MJ, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq. Duncan Curry. It's not a top five, that's oh. six. So if you have to leave someone out of your top five, whatever. Curry? Duncan Curry? Oh, from from people I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Look, okay. I, I love Larry Bird. I love Magic Johnson. I saw them. I was really, really young. I watched them more yeah. as they were older players. But yeah, sure. You could, you could move Shaq out and put Magic in. I'm just talking about people I've watched in their primes. Yeah. Steph Curry is right up there with, with the greats.
1: Is your reasoning for dropping him technically out of your top five of players that you've seen because just not the all-around game that we see from MJ, Kobe, LeBron, you know, Steph is, he's a shooter.
2: He's a shooter. He's the greatest shooter we've ever sure. seen. I just don't think he's done yet. And I think it's really hard to fully say where a player ranks until they're done. And I think he has, a li- he has more left in the tank. If he wins another ring, yeah, where does that... Yeah. Where does that put him? You know, he's championship-wise, he's up there with everyone. So I don't know. I rank Curry up there on people. I've just never seen anything like him. And like I said, I've been watching basketball for 35 years. And he stands out as someone who is just different than everything I've seen in basketball.
0: Number six. I'm
1: going to college basketball. Obviously, the Kansas Jayhawks won it all. But I think the biggest thing that happened in college basketball this year is that Coach K retired. After 47 seasons, over 1,200 wins, five national titles, 75 NBA players, and of course, it was UNC in the Final Four that sent him off into the sunset. It was like the most poetic justice. You can't write this stuff. Love him. Hate him. He had a massive impact on college basketball. What did you think about Coach K retiring?
2: Coach K, going to miss him. Obviously, greatest coach ever. I get this. Anytime someone does something for that amount of time with that mm-hmm. amount of success, you got to give props. I just always wonder, and this is something I would love to ask coach K or Bill Belichick and all that. I just feel like if that were me, maybe I would have called it quits in my 60s just so yeah. I, I don't know, do you really I get it. You get addicted to the to the to the you know, helping to the process and you know, you're helping these players become things that they maybe never thought they could even become. I get all that, but for me, I would have called it quits earlier just because maybe I'm lazier than Coach K. been I mean, like, yeah, i want to play some golf and I just want to sit in a chair quietly for a little while and not have to <laughs> scream at players to do their suicide drills quicker.
1: <laughs> I kind of agree. It's like enjoy all the money you've made, all the success you've yeah. had. You're still yeah. in a, at an age where you can travel and, and run around with your grandkids. And I, I'm kind of with you on that, Jerry.
2: Yeah, I can't knock it. I mean, obviously, it's amazing what he's done. But for me, I just know... If I ever reach like a point where I'm like financially we're good and I just feel like I did it, I'm yeah. I'm good. You're not you're yeah. going to see me again. I'm not going to be on the podcast.
1: Noted. I'll start <laughs> looking for a new co-host now. Start
2: looking. Okay.
0: Right. Number seven.
1: Now this one I obviously put in, but how could I leave this out? In college football, it was all Georgia Bulldogs. They finally won the national championship to start off 22 beating Alabama. It had been over 20 years since they'd done it. And they picked up the start of the twenty twenty two season right where they left off. They still haven't lost a game, and they're going back to the playoff. And Jerry, I tweeted. I I like to call upon people for a little help sometimes when we're putting together our show. And I said, you know what? What are the best moments in sports this year? And I had so many responses of Georgia of Kirby Smart kissing the national championship trophy, like. All the stuff. Now that probably says more about who follows me than anything, but <laughs> but uh, it it really is. I think one of the better moments in sports in 2022.
2: I fully was ready to turn the floor over to you on this. I don't even <laughs> think anyone will care about what I have to say. I don't have much to add to that. All I'll say is that was amazing, and obviously they could still cap off, even though it'll count for 2023. But this would still, if they put the cap on this season, it still would feel like a 2022 cap. It would be one of the best one-year stretches any team's ever had in the history of college football.
1: And just with the whole Stetson Bennett part of it all, the quarterback who's just such an interesting story of being so lowly recruited. You know, he's short, he's undersized, he has a small arm. He's just, the whole story is like rags to riches as football is concerned, and it's such a good story. And I'm a sucker for a good story.
2: They said the same things about me coming out of Brooklyn to to Hollywood. You know, he's short, small, short, you know, doesn't have a cannon, doesn't have a, (laughs) I I got a decent arm. The same things about me coming out of Brooklyn, moving out to Hollywood.
1: Oh, I love it. The good thing for my
2: business is if you're 5'7 on screen, you look like you're 6'2".
1: Yeah. If you're 5'7 on screen, isn't that the average height of a Hollywood actor?
2: Yeah, I think there's a line from Entourage where the Ari character says, look at Tom Cruise. He's 5'7 on screen. He looks like Yao Ming.
1: (laughs) I love it. Okay, switching to golf for number eight and nine. Jerry, why don't you take us to number
2: eight? Number eight. Okay, number eight, I do this was a thing. It might not feel like a thing now because months have gone by, but the golf world was definitely shook when the Saudi backed Live Golf Tournament took the world by storm. It did create a little, I wouldn't say a little, I'll say major division across the PGA. It's a lot of pros bailed, took some big upfront money and the potential to play a lot less and win a lot more. And then you have guys like Rory and Tiger and speak out on just, you know, the PGA is the gold standard, and the majors are the majors yeah. and you almost like a you're either with us or against us, sort of thing. Really think back, and then we're seeing all the videos from the live tour jet, which everyone looked like they were having a great time <laughs> partying. Obviously, the things that come with anything that's saudi back that people are gonna have a lot to say, you know, politically. Mm-hmm. Someone said something really smart that would never ever happen in a million years, and I'm not saying this is not my thought. And I think it was might have been one of the barstool guys. I'm forgetting who it is, so forgive me. Whoever's thought this is. I'm not plagiarizing. What would be amazing for golf what will never happen in a million years is instead, like you have the Ryder Cup where it's Europe versus USA. If you could do a live tour versus PGA tour, Ooh. Ryder Cup style event. I did. This is not my thought. Someone else thought of this. I read this on Twitter, but I did think when I read that, wow, that would probably be the best or second best golfer. The only thing better ratings wise would just be Tiger on a Sunday with a one stroke lead. Outside of that, that would be extremely high rated, but it just would never happen. It is definitely a power struggle. I can't say I've watched many live tour golf events. Olivia, you have. I think I've watched 0.5, like a half an event, like a half of a round. And I still love watching the PGA tour. So uh, that definitely made a lot of noise when it was happening. Guys taking big contracts to play less golf.
1: I mean, it did. And let's think of it with more of one of our major sports. And golf has its huge fan base. But let's say this was the NFL or NBA. Can you imagine if all of a sudden there was a new league and some of our biggest stars left for it because it was more money, shorter season, maybe they're better protected, better union, all, all that stuff, that it was more player friendly. And they all just went to, I don't know, Mexico and decided to play a league there. Like, this was a big deal in the golf world. Really big moment in 2022.
2: Yeah, even think about like, I hear you with the NFL, but there's so many players. Think about it if it was the yeah. NBA where there's, you right. know, 15 guys on a roster. So if you imagine if you took 50 of the best yeah. NBA players and they went and just formed like an eight-team league, uh, they're going to be playing, you know, in Vegas or somewhere cool or Cabo or Miami. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm watching that. That would For be sure. devastating. For sure. So yeah, it was it was a big thing. Number nine. And- This might go under the people's radar, and if you're not into golf, I get it. I totally, totally get it, but you got to hear the whole thing. If we recall, Tiger Woods at the 2022 Masters shot an opening round one under par, okay? That does not sound like anything significant. One under at the Masters, that's a good round. For Tiger Woods, not his best round. He nearly lost his leg, in what was it, 2019 or 2020, I'm mis- remembering the year, the fact that he went out there on one leg after an accident that should have ended his career, and he shot a one under, gutting it out on arguably one of the harder golf courses to play, I, it just adds to his legacy. Not that he needs to add to his legacy, but let's not forget that happened this year. It was the, Hey, I'm not even supposed to be here. around. Right. We even know he was playing. No one knew he was really going to play. It was like a joke. We saw yeah, him hitting right. balls on a range. It's like, Oh wow. Tiger looks like he, he's swinging. He was swinging 50% on the range. And like a month and a half later, he's shooting a one under at the masters. And now you watch him play with his son. And what I love most about Tiger Woods, this version is He officially laughs at himself a little bit. He said some cool stuff with his son. He was letting his son putt second, meaning he was giving his kid the read and letting him putt. This is like the greatest, one of the greatest putters we've ever seen. He's already talking about Charlie's hands. He's like, oh, his hands are already bigger than mine. And he's only, whatever, 14 years old. So uh, I just think it was a really, really cool story in 2022.
1: Really cool story. And as we were coming up with our list, I was thinking, you know those moments in sports that like for at least the day if not a couple days the week it just has everyone's attention like it's the thing when you see your friends you're like hey did, you know did you see Tiger like boy he looked he looked good and he played well and I mean so we forget these things were the water cooler conversation for that week and I think this was a huge water cooler conversation this was trending on social media this was the headline so this for sure had to make our top 10 list but Jerry To finish out our list, and this might be recency bias, but I think it's perfect because it came in December and it was as big of a moment that shook the world. Sometimes we get so insular, us Americans, we think that, you know, here I am living overseas and I still feel like an insular American. (laughs) But 2022 came to an end with one of the most significant moments. We've got to all agree on that.
0: Number 10.
1: Argentina winning the World Cup, led by Lionel Messi, arguably the greatest player of all time. It was dramatic fashion. It was said to be the best World Cup final ever. It was tied up. It went to penalty kicks. They won four to two. And Tim Howard-Jerry told us a couple weeks ago, Messi is compared to Maradona, his fellow countryman, who had won a World Cup. And this was the one thing he needed to finally be proven as not only the best player ever, but the best player to come from his country. And it was a huge deal. Messi's 35 He broke the World Cup record for most appearances with 26 games, and he said before the tournament that this would be his last one. But after the win, he said he wants to keep playing for Argentina, so we may actually see him in another World Cup. It's in four years in North America. Canada, U.S., and Mexico are sharing it. My hometown, Kansas City, is even hosting some games, so it's a big deal. But um, that had to be one of the biggest sports moments Of the year. And last week, we used the Audible of the Week for the call, which I loved from the Telemundo call when they won it. So, really, really moving stuff. You can tell World Cup just kind of elicits more emotion than traditional sports does, or even like a Super Bowl. Like the fact that grown men are just in full tears hugging
2: each other, it's really moving to watch. Look, as someone who's not the biggest soccer fan in the world, not because soccer isn't an amazing sport, just because my bandwidth of things i could watch i can't watch every sport anymore until these kids get bigger it was truly truly incredible but to also to ask someone after their greatest accomplishment do you want to still play you know you've asked a lot of questions to a lot of athletes in your time so i would almost defer to you like i get yeah. it you got to ask but how often do we see that player or that athlete say yeah you know i'm done guess what if you would have asked me after our second son was born Jerry, you just had a baby. You can have another kid. I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. another kid. Why wouldn't I? This is the best thing ever. Cut to eight months later, everyone's puking and throwing up and pooping yeah. and pooping out and, of their mouths. Right. So let's give them a minute <laughs> to enjoy this wonderful accomplishment and let's talk to them in a few months. But that's the tricky thing, right? With the World Cup. We could talk to them in two years. and he could still be thinking about it because it's not something that's gonna he doesn't have to be OTAs in five months from now so it's gonna be really interesting to see
1: he'd be 39 come on
2: what's wrong with 39 (laughs) that's a young I mean to me that's young
1: 39 woof
2: Oh, thanks. I'm 43. I'm
1: 43. <laughs> I'm, playing. I'm playing. Okay, so that rounds up our top 10 of most memorable and significant sports moments. But we kind of have a little fun here because, as we know, weird stuff always happens, like off-the-field stuff. And because our show, we don't take ourselves too seriously, and we definitely indulge in the off-the-field stuff, too, we have to come up with our list of most random, most surprising, most weird things that happened in 2022. Why don't you start us off?
2: All right. I didn't really have an issue with this one when it sort of happened, but now I definitely get it. The Jeff Saturday hire, I thought everyone reacted in a way that was borderline overreacting. But when you hear the argument of, you know, there's so many other coaches that deserve that spot. Sure. We could have that argument. Then he wins his first game against the Raiders. And it's like, oh, everyone could shut up now. And then as we saw the comeback and all that, I just, I thought they hired Jeff Saturday to tank. They're trying to win. I thought they were going to do like a graceful tanking. Like let's teach these young guys some things, but we don't want to win any games because we got some stuff to do in the draft. So now that one is definitely looking more and more surprising for me.
1: Okay, for me, it's gotta be Zach Wilson's. Would we call it alleged affair? With I mean, sure. his, is it his mom's best friend or his best friend's mom? <laughs>
0: but
2: maybe both. It could be both. <laughs> it could be both. Uh, we'll just call it the Zach Wilson mom friend story. I think it was his mom's friend. It was I'm someone's sure. mom. It was someone's mother. It was a mother. <laughs> I'll speak on nothing behalf wrong of all mothers. That. Yes,
1: and that one just really rocked us because. It was the first little inkling that we were like, oh, is Zach Wilson kind of, is there something kind of weird with Zach Wilson? And then more things come out. And then, of course, he got benched. And then we find out he's maybe not the most liked in the locker room and and everything. And then Mike White is just like on fire. And of course, then Mike White gets hurt, Zach Wilson back in. But I mean, what a weird saga.
2: Well, he also leaned into it a little bit because after the story was going on for like a week. He hadn't said anything, right? And then I think, I believe and If I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. He tweeted, because I think he was down in like Cabo with all his buddies or something before like the, the training camp was starting or whatever. He just had one last hurrah and like tweeted something like, hey, guy, I've been off the grid for like the last seven days. Anything going on in the world? Like totally pointing, either he's making fun of it because it wasn't true or he's kind of shining a light on it because it was true. That just, look, not a good omen, and we've seen that it's not led to the best results this year. So stay focused out there, young men. Stay focused out there. Okay, it's
1: his mom's best friend.
2: His mom's best friend. That's so a um, oh. pff, lot to unpack there, but that would probably be a whole other podcast.
1: Oh, that is so rich. So but that that was, was a good one. That, that was, was a good, good one.
2: 2022 one. <laughs>
1: that was a good one. Okay, what else?
2: Well, just in terms of surprise, not this, does not necess- this doesn't go on the fun list at all, but- the. Uh, Ime Yudoka story yeah. from a shock factor of wow, he's not coaching the team that was just in the finals, could have won the finals, and should potentially be back in the finals. So not commenting on his personal life and all that, I don't I just find that hard of yeah. how much of that factors in. But I was just shocked when that news came out that more so that they were like moving on from him altogether. That was pretty surprising for me, only because the Celtics did not start off last year well, and they, they had one of the biggest turnarounds ever. And he was really proven to be one of the best new coaches we had.
1: Yeah, and I think now, as as this story has played out, he's obviously suspended for the year. But remember, his name was in contention for the Nets' job.
2: That's part of the story, right? Well, That's um, got to um, yeah. be part of the surprising story. They were like, you know what? Screw it, we'll hire him. Let's and we go about we that,
1: And we thought that wasn't appropriate, and then. You know, him and Nia Long, I think, have now filed for divorce. And then she's come out saying that she was really upset with the Celtics as an organization, that no one reached out to her. No one right. reached out. They have a son together. and that It was all very public. And it was kind of made more about basketball than it was personal you know, lives. Life, people's lives. 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 Yeah. So you're yeah, right. That That wasn't a fun one. And also on this note, and I know I talked about it when it happened, but they never obviously said who it was within the Celtics organization, the woman. Mm-hmm. And so it made every woman who works for the Celtics a potential target of who had the affair with the coach. And like I said, I have friends who work for the Celtics, women, and they. It, it was a really, really horrible time for all of them because especially those who are on the front-facing side of it, in the front office or on TV, even worse, and they're you know young, beautiful women, of course people thought it was them. And anyway, so that was a really ugly... Situation yeah. And just a, a lot of bad decision making. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Bad decision making. But yeah, surprising moment of 2022 and certainly an impactful one on the court as well.
2: To me, there's really like a, a number one here. Oh, at what? least for me, who is, like I said earlier, I've been watching basketball for 35 years. And I'm glad we've moved on from it. And the Warriors have seemed to move on for, although they're not playing, they're missing Steph Curry, blah, blah, blah. but the punch, the Draymond Green, Ooh. Jordan Poole punch, because yes. it's one thing to hear about it. Oh, they got, we, I've heard, you know, there was the Bobby Portis, Miritich punch where he sure. broke his jaw. We didn't see it, but we heard about it. That was not nearly viewed as bad, even though the guy's jaw was broken, and had a missed time because <laughs> the public didn't see it, right? right? We've heard about the Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan. We've heard, but. To see it definitely was a whoa moment for me. That was a pretty big surprise, although I'm sure yep. that thing, maybe not a surprise because I don't know when that happened as opposed to when it got released, but I feel like you heard about it and then, wow, okay, what's going to happen there? And then the video hits and that was like the second oh shit moment.
1: Oh, yeah, that was like the punch heard around the world and and it seemed to have very little consequence. And then now we see Draymond like yapping at fans still and there's still yeah. like a lot going on with that. But that that's hey, Draymond kind of Draymond. But that yeah. was a, a big thing. And then even Steve Kerr's reaction to it, I liked because he was like more mad that the video leaked than that the punch right. happened. But that was a
2: big and moment. I, I hear You're that. Right. I hear that.
1: Yeah. There's always going to be something that is happening off the field that has our attention. And Jerry, damn it, you and I will be there to cover it, like the serious journos that we are. Uh, What do you say we get to Unleash?
0: It's time to Unleash.
1: All right. Mine has got to be paying credit to the man who deserves it. If I were a football player, I would want to play for this guy, Dan Campbell. Gotta give the Lions credit for not firing their head coach after a 1-6 and start. I think Dan Campbell deserves a ton of credit for keeping not only his locker room invested, but the fans, those Detroit fans are such good ones. But people were checking out. And he was trying to kind of signal the rallying cry. And hard knocks can always get people's attention. But that's August. You know what I mean? That's, That's not when it counts. And in December football... They really hit a stride. In November, they really hit a stride. And they've had to be gritty. They've had to do it offensively, which no one thought that this Detroit offense was going to have anything sexy to it. They didn't have too many toys to play with. And here they are doing it. Now, they're still on the outside looking in with regards to the playoff. But it's been an emotional roller coaster. And I, I give the Lions franchise A lot of credit.
2: The sad thing is, is there's like two playoff teams that are probably going to get in over the Lions that don't deserve to be there. Like the Bucks or the Panthers or the Saints are going to make the playoffs. And that sucks because right now the Lions are surging and the Lions are the best team in the North. They are. I'm sorry. I I just look at it. They I know that the record doesn't show, but the Lions right now are the best team in the North. And it's not not even that close to me.
1: I agree. I think we just learned that the Vikings were pretty fraudulent, but. Gritty. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not sold on the Vikings. Obviously, what they did a couple weeks ago was incredible over the Colts. But I think you're right. I think right now, what team is the best in the NFC North? I I'm totally with you. Like I said, they started one and six. They were closer to getting that first overall pick than they were making the playoffs. And and now they've got a real case. So, uh, that's my unleashed. Good on you, Dan Campbell.
2: I love your unleashed because I spent two weeks ago I was arguing for Jared Goff on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, my that argument gets better. And also, they still, as we all know, they still have the Rams' first-round pick, which is getting worse by the week. So good time to be a Lions fan. Good for you, Dan Campbell. I'm going to switch sports for a minute. I know we're not quite in full NBA swing, although I am. Yeah. I have to talk about my Knicks here for a second, okay? And I'm not going to focus on how they're playing right now because I know that's the big talk. I'm going to focus on Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, when he was signed, That move was picked apart by every smart journalist talking head out there. Oh, the Knicks overpaid. Why would they sign him for this number? They're going to regret this contract in two years. And he has been everything Knicks fans and the Knicks organization could have hoped for from a point guard. Stability, leadership, crunch time, minutes. I was excited for the signing because what I saw him do when Luka was out in game six and seven versus the Jazz... That's a big-time player. He had like 42 and 39. That's not easy against a good defensive team at the time. So I think we could finally stop and say, look, we don't know what's going to happen four years from now, but for right now, that is the best move the Knicks have made I think since Latrell Sprewell. I think that's the best move the Knicks have made since Latrell Sprewell. That's my unleashed. I don't think the Knicks are going to win the championship. Obviously, I'm not stupid, but things are looking up, dare I say.
1: In the spirit of things looking up, Let's look at our 2023 championship parlay. We're both going to put together an interesting parlay of sorts. I think yours might be a little bit more out there than mine. Maybe I'm playing it a little too safe. But let's do the four major sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB, right? Okay. And you're going to plug it in, BetMGM, and you're going to tell us what the odds are, okay?
2: I will tell you the odds. And let's unveil this because, look, we don't, we don't talk a lot of NHL on this show. We talk a little MLB. So let's go NHL. MLB, NBA, NFL, in that order. At least we could uh, okay. present it that way. Because, um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what your odds plug in at. I'm going to be plugging these in as we go. Okay,
1: for NHL, I, I'm very honest. I don't follow the league as much. I don't know as much about the league. Peter Andrew is a big hockey guy, so he can he can tell me if this is a bad pick. It's I mean, it's a favorite. I'm just going with the favorite, the Avalanche at plus five fifty. That's my NHL pick for MLB. I do follow the MLB a little bit more closely. I'm going with the Padres at plus 1,000. They just added Xander Bogarts, getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back. They have won Soto. They just have so much talent. They have paid their way to a championship, I think. And I like the Padres. So put that in for MLB. What's kay. next, NBA? Yep, NBA. NBA, I'm going with the Bucks at plus 420. That's my NBA team. I never really know what my NBA team is, but my Wisconsin ties always pull me back to the Bucks. I'm going with them. I just still, that coaching staff is who I had in Atlanta when I was working for the Hawks. So I still am always co- cheering on Coach Bud. So that's just a little bit of who I want to win. And then in the NFL, like my hat suggests, I'm going with the Chiefs at plus 470. My Packers are out of it. Chiefs, uh, although last couple weeks not looking that great, I still really believe in Kansas City. So what am I at?
2: Okay. That was a little chalky for all four, <laughs> four major sports, but you still have a lot of value. And I'm actually, I am going to bet on both of these because the worst thing for any better is to hear someone say a lottery ticket bet and not throw a little money on it. Because yeah. if it hits, we'll You're never right. forget it. But yours plugs in at, and if I'm doing this math right, guys, math is not my strongest. I'm just reading <laughs> off the website here. That is plus 235 thousand eight hundred and (laughs) fifty so yeah a hundred dollars gets you two hundred and thirty five thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars love it i think that's worth at least a dollar right That's worth at least a dollar why not that's a lot of ticket i like it okay my turn i guess right yes so starting with hockey Again, like you, used to love hockey, played a lot of hockey as a kid. They got me very upset when they locked the players out in 95, the year after the Rangers won the cup. Rangers on bet MGM are plus 2,000, but I'm not going to be a total homer. So I'm going sort of mid odds here. I'm going with the Vegas Golden Knights at plus 900. They've won before. I just think that they have a great atmosphere to play in, and it's going to all be about getting hot at the right time. So I'm going to go Vegas Golden Knights for hockey. For baseball, and I spared us, I am going to go a little bit homer here because also we did talk about what is next for Aaron Judge. He's already hit a million home runs and he's already got paid billions of dollars. He needs to win a World Series. And I like what the Yankees are doing so far in the offseason. It hasn't been as splashy, but it's been good. Plus 750 for the Yankees. I'm going to plug them in. They're due. They are due. Okay. NBA. NBA. <laughs> Ah, uh, this one gives me a lot of this one I, I could agonize about because I could make the argument for so many teams. But similarly to you, Olivia, I have a hard time. I don't like going chalk. Celtics are the best odds, but I have a hard time going under that with the Suns or even the Warriors at plus 1000. I'm going with the Clippers. Okay. I know that's a, a, a borderline ridiculous pick. I get it. I'm going to put a dollar on this, but I have the Clippers in there because If they could just, we've seen it. We saw what Kawhi and Paul George did a few weeks ago to the Celtics, who arguably have the better version right now of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If they are well coached, if they could just get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard healthy, fit, and in shape for the playoffs, I like those plus one thousand odds. So that's what I'm going to do in the NBA. Especially if the Warriors slipping a little bit here, they can catch up,
1: kind of make some ground up in the West and. Help playoff seeding. If you look big picture,
2: macro, I'm, I'm with you. I really do love the Clippers actually to make it to the finals. Again, okay. all those things I just said being true, if those two are healthy, because who in the West is really sticking out at you? But I'm with you in the East. The Celtics and the Bucks are. Just, I think Giannis is going to be like the Terminator, man yep. possessed this year in the playoffs. I can't wait to watch yeah, it. The West is tight. West is tight. Okay. The NFL. This is going to be the first one of these to hit on our tickets here. I love the Chiefs. I'm with you. I get it. I do worry a little bit about the Chiefs and falling asleep at the wheel sometimes. I am going to go with a... I'm betting on a story here and a very good team. I'm betting on the Tom Brady story, but except I'm not betting on Tom Brady. (laughs) I'm betting on Brock Purdy. I just feel Mm. like we've seen this story before with the guy who comes out of nowhere, late pick, and then you see that he's really good in the system. It seems like he's been paying attention while he's been the backup quarterback. I just feel like with those weapons in San Francisco, obviously the Debo, they may have dodged a bullet. That injury might not be that bad. Kittle's coming alive now. That defense is absolutely insane. I think at plus 700, to put the Niners in there for an outright Super Bowl win, I'm going to be throwing down on that even outside of this ticket no matter what. So, Golden Knights, Yankees, Clippers, 49ers, that gets you plus 748,000. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so okay. $100 wins you 748,000. Who wants to go buy <laughs> a really really nice house in Ohio? Let's go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the Clippers are the one spiking that price a little bit, but yeah. Of course, the
2: the Clippers are definitely spiking that. I may do another version of that with maybe the Celtics or the Bucks just to have a little, little, yeah, Yeah. but uh, not all chalk from the kid. We know I, I love lottery tickets.
1: Okay, I love that. That was fun. Everyone can hold us accountable to that in 2023. But as for this year, we've still got the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl to help us decide the national championship. So let's give our picks there. First up, TCU versus Michigan. Michigan's a seven and a half point favorite. Jerry, beginning of the year, you couldn't find a college football team. You said maybe you'd do Michigan because your wife's whole family cheers for the Buckeyes. Yes. Are you riding this one through to the very end?
2: Well, after Pat Forty, friend of the show, gave me Coastal Carolina, I no longer have to ride hard for the Wolverines, but I do like them for for the win here. I don't know if they cover seven and a half. I feel like it's gonna be a little tighter than people might think, but I do like Michigan to win. I'm definitely interested to hear your opinion on this one, because I think I know what your opinion is going to be on the next one. So this one, I really want, like, who do you, do you, do you give TCU any chance at winning here? No,
1: I like Michigan to win and cover. I think TCU will be exposed now that they're playing the big boys from up north. And I think this is going to be a blowout, I I gotta say. And then obviously, you mentioned this next one is, is going to be more personal, but I've I've seen him in person. I, they're undefeated. There's a reason that they are so stout, and they will be for the foreseeable future. I mean, Georgia, the recruiting, the process, the everything. Georgia is just playing at a different level right now than everyone. They're a six and a half point favorite over Ohio State, who snuck in, snuck in. And I told With the you bye before. Week. Yep, we had a great bye. Hope they're all rested and healthy. I mean, I just. The whole thing with the college football playoff and I told you this was going to happen. Someone who lost and didn't even win their division in their conference is going to sneak in by not having to jump that 13th hurdle and it happened. So I laid into OSU pretty hard too after their loss to Michigan. Poor coaching, poor decision making, poor effort. I do think they'll have some new life because they're like a cat on their ninth life now (laughs) getting into the playoff. But I still like the dogs to cover. They're going to win big two, at least a touchdown. So they'll cover that six and a half. And I don't think this will be that close. And I think we'll have a really good national championship with Michigan and Georgia. Two, two blue bloods.
2: that would be a great finals matchup. Just know on New Year's Eve, I will be, I will be watching this game with a bunch of Ohio State fans. I will oh. say a couple things. I'm with you. I think Georgia wins and covers. I do think it will be close for a really long time, enough to make you and other Bulldog fans very uncomfortable. I think there's going to be two and a half, maybe even three quarters where Georgia is very, uh, fans are very uncomfortable. And then I think ultimately just pull away because there's just too much talent. However, I'm just going to put this out there. This is no bad or goodwill. Just pointing out a, a thing I see. If for some reason, Ohio State should happen to win this game, which I don't think they will. I think we have to go redo our 2022 moments of surprise and shock because this would end a Georgia run that has been spectacular. And I think, will that game end before midnight? Probably on the East, right? I think so. Yeah. So, so it would count for 2022. Yeah. I, I, I bet think our if,
1: editors if, would love that if we say, guys, stop what you're doing. You know, put down <laughs> your flute of champagne. Stop the re- presses. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to re-record the episode.
2: Yeah. Okay. No, but well, Georgia, Georgia will do it.
1: Yeah. I mentioned at the top of the show, I am sick. My voice sounds so horrible. If you've made it this far, thank you. I'm sick of hearing my own voice. So let's get to the audible of the week so we can hear someone else's. Jerry, why don't you walk us through this one?
2: So, look, I was thinking about what could be Audible of the year. A lot of great nominees. But, look, Olivia, I I did notice there was a strange trend in sports this year. You know, a lot of protesters at games who gluing themselves to the court, handcuffing themselves to baskets, all sorts of colored smoke, you know, all of that. And, of course, who got one of the better calls of one of these moments? Your dad, I'm not even going to say friend, I'm going to say dad of the show,
1: dad of the Kevin show.
2: Harlan, <laughs> one of the best in the business. Just happened to be on the call for a bunch of them. So here's Kevin Harlan on the mic at the Rams 49ers game with my Audible of the Year.
0: And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink and he's running up the sideline now a couple of rams come over there and make the tackle head first into the player who has taken the field and he's in a cloud of pink smoke so you can't see him and now on him are a couple of security guards that guy is headed to the slammer and it will not be a good night
1: Okay, when that music plays, everyone knows what time it is. I know for a lot of people, it's their favorite part of the show. I have so much fun because I like when I'm prepping for work, I can say, I'm sorry, honey, I can't get the baby right now. I'm, I'm prepping for work. I'm watching Entourage. And it's been such a joy because as you joined our show this year, it's been a huge part of what we do, what we talk about, hearing all these behind-the-scenes stories from Entourage. Um, I'm watching it, obviously, for the first time. I've finished Season five. So, what you joined in August, and I've made it through five seasons.
2: That's not bad. You're doing, you're kind of averaging like a, scene, a season a month. That's pretty yeah. good for uh, a, a mother of a little baby yep. with a job and a husband who has a job. Like, that's, re- and you're in a whole new city and a whole new country. So, that's really, really good. You're actually f- further ahead than I thought you would be.
1: Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, I've got to say. And everything from furries to tripping shrooms in Joshua Tree, to can red carpet. All the the behind-the-scenes stories that you've provided have been so colorful, really fun. I also feel like I've learned a lot about how Hollywood works, not only through watching Entourage, but through you explaining things to me. So we've got to end with a bang. The last segment of 2022 has got to be our Entourage segment. So I just want to almost interview you, Jerry. This is kind Uh, of a a change.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I get to sit back. and, and Okay hard hitting questions come in. I will say the pilot was shot in 2003. So coming up on the 20 year anniversary of shooting the first episode, damn, I'm old. So let's do it. I'm, I'm ready for this.
1: So I guess that is actually a great place to start because the show took, what, two seasons to really get as popular as it did. And I guess I'm just curious, at what point did you notice, like, wow, this is really taking off?
2: Well, two moments stand out early. Here's a, here's a good story that's roughly around the same time of year. It, I think it was, yeah, it was like October, uh, and I was at a party. So season one had just finished airing. We had shot most of season two, and we were still shooting season two. Hadn't aired yet. And we, like I said, we, we were successful season one, like critically, but not ratings-wise. So I'm out at a party. I used to do that when I was like 24 years old. It was a party for the Golden Globes because the next morning, that's when they announced the Golden Globe nominations, right? Which in Hollywood, especially at the time, was a big deal. So I was at a party celebrating, hey, they're going to announce some awards tomorrow. So there was people from like desperate, it was a big Hollywood party. I definitely felt out of place and like I shouldn't have been there, but I was having fun taking it all in. So I was then talking to an agent, a high-powered agent who I will not name, and it's not Ari, but I will not name this person. Uh, but we were talking and, she's, and you know, she was saying, all right, I revealed, it, it was a woman. She was saying, you know, oh, this must be really cool. The show's really cool. And she said to me, like, don't worry though. Tomorrow, like the Golden Globes, like, you guys, maybe one day, a couple of years from now, maybe you get one of these nominations. I think she represented some people who are getting nominated. So I'm like, yeah, that would be really, really cool if we got a Golden Globe nomination. I hope that happens one day. Great. So you go to sleep that night, I went to sleep late, and Pacific Time, they announced those awards at like six in the morning, and yeah. my phone was blowing up at like six o'clock in the morning, and I look, and Entourage, uh, and Kevin Dillon, and Jeremy Piven yeah. all got nominated for Golden Globe Awards. Wow. So I just remember thinking of that and that ah. agent who was like, eh, you know, one day, kid, give me the one day, kid, yeah. you'll know, get there. So that stood out, and then... Do you remember the Vegas episode in season two yeah, with the yeah. Seth with Seth Green and all that? So shooting that episode was before the moment I just talked about. So like I said, we were happy to be in season two. Didn't know who was watching. I come out to do that pool scene with all of the uh, beauty pageant contestants, yeah. we'll call them.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: Right, and I'm wearing a Knicks jersey. I come out, and there's like a bunch of probably like 200 people in the pool, and as I come out they start chanting like, turtle, turtle. And in my mind, I'm like, this is cool. We got all these extras to like paying 200 extras in Vegas at a pool. That's pretty cool. And I come over and I find out that's actually not our people. We're shooting way over at this other pool. And those were just people who heard we were shooting who then wanted to come like watch us walk out to set.
1: Wow. And
2: that, and then there was another time we were shooting on Sunset Boulevard and a school bus full of lacrosse players passed and they saw Kevin Dillon and I shooting a scene and the bus stopped and uh wow, 40 lacrosse players are like rattling the bus going "Victory!" like screaming going nuts cuz they see Kevin Dillon they're trying I thought the bus was going to turn over. So those were three moments early on where I thought I think this is starting to catch on.
1: Okay, that's really good to know and and I can't imagine what that felt like. You know, now in retrospect you're like, "Of course." people watched, didn't know. But at the time, you were probably actually surprised. So I'm curious, as you then got this newfound celebrity, like, and you were what, 24?
2: 24, 25, going on 25. All, All those stories, I was about 25 years old.
1: What was the coolest thing you got to do now in like your first year as a celebrity?
2: Well, going to the Golden Globes is really, yeah. really cool. Like going into the bathroom to like wash your hands. and like, oh, hey, Johnny Depp, what's going on? Wow. Going outside where people like smoke cigars and cigarettes and it's, you know, just it's Brad Pitt. And it's it, like I said, the Golden Globes are a big party. And I do remember one year. And if I told the story, I don't I don't think I told this on the show. And it might have I think it was our first year we went and we went to all the after parties after that. And we had ourselves a good time. And I was coming, this is like out of the entourage. I was coming back to my house. It's like five o'clock in the morning. Sun's coming up. Uh, I'm in my tux. What a night, right? Little, had a few drinks and yeah. I get, in, I get home. I get in bed. My head just hits the pillow. And this was pre cell phones. <laughs> my alarm clock goes off.
0: Oh. And
2: I had to work. We add to every year the Golden Globes were always like our like first day of work too. So we had a we had a 6 a.m. call time. So I had to throw myself in the shower and eat some breakfast. And we we were all feeling pretty crappy that day, but we got through it. That was a pretty cool but the coolest thing I ever got to do because of this celebrity that Entourage has brought me is courtside at Knicks Games. It's by I far say that it will never get old to me. The fact that I've sat in those seats a bunch of times is by far the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do in my career. And if you would have told the 12 or 13-year-old me you'd be sitting courtside for a Knicks game, I would have thought it's because I broke in and was it was a protester or something and your dad was going to be doing the call of me running on the court. <laughs> that's how I would have thought I would have gotten the uh,
1: And that's courtside. why you got into acting, right?
2: Of course, yeah. <laughs> just keep the. That's why I still act. I, I talked about Coach K. If it wasn't for those Knicks tickets, I would have retired already. I gotta get back on another show so I could keep those Knicks tickets. Seriously,
1: going. yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I'm curious. Just as you went into it, so green. Like you've always told me, those first couple years of Entourage, you were, you were like you were green. You were raw. Like you hadn't had much success, and obviously, this was a big break, huge break. What did you learn about acting while playing Turtle?
2: So. Well, I because of the nature of the show, I, I love that you say that you learn a lot about what it's like to be an actor and st- in Hollywood and stuff like that. And you're finishing season five or just finished season five. And that really is a good look at a lot of those inner workings and lessons of what it's like for an actor or even just trying to get a movie made. So I was learning a lot just on that level. But what I would say is, because I, I, I had worked up until that point, but never... Something where, like, oh, this is good. You can shoot this for nine months. The, I guess it's almost like how an athlete would prepare for a season, you know, preparing to shoot a show where it's like, yeah, for the first month, you have a lot of energy. And then by month two, it's like, yeah, we're doing 50, 60 hours a week for another seven, eight months. Ooh. So it's more about brokering out your energy and, and just staying focused and knowing that I hate to use the word job because it's like a dream, but there's, a job for a big corporation like HBO and millions of people are watching. So it is the closest I've ever gotten to be an athlete of what you have to. I, I didn't always go out late and party. I probably should have partied more, to be honest. I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have because I was so afraid yeah? of screwing up. Yeah. So I was home in bed on a Friday night by 10 o'clock. So I'm like, I haven't slept all week. I just need to sleep this weekend. So for Monday, I could be back to myself. So I probably should have enjoyed it and went out a little more. But uh, yeah, I just learned what it actually takes to be one of the top series regulars on the show. So
1: I obviously haven't gotten to the Entourage movie. I got to finish the series first. Then I'll get to the movie. But a lot of people would love a sequel of the movie. And if there was one and they had you guys in now, present day, (laughs) your current ages, walk me through what you think Turtle would be doing, what you would like Turtle to be doing, and maybe like kind of a fun storyline for everyone.
2: Well. I know what I would say, but I'm not going to say this one thing because it will spoil stuff for you. So uh, I'm not going to, okay. I'm going to give you a different answer than I would get than, than what I think would really, really happen. Um, I think they, they I know, I think they all got kids. I yeah, think Turtle, I think, or yeah. at least Turtle definitely has a kid. I think he's probably lost some money with the crypto crap. <laughs>
1: Okay. That's he was good. probably
2: invested, you know, big on Bitcoin at yep. sixty thousand, and now I think whatever money he had, he probably lost a lot in uh in some crypto. Oh, I love it. I do think that he would probably be doing something with music or with athletes, stuff like that. You know, I really do yeah. think that Turtle was such a sports fan. That's also so cool about this show and what it meant to athletes. You know, a lot of athletes watch this show mm-hmm. and we were all such big sports fans. You know, we talked about Tiger Woods earlier. I remember watching that U.S. Open where Tiger Woods was on a broken leg and won. And this is, again, really early internet phone days. So we were watching on like portable TVs. Yeah. We were like in between takes racing to go see Tiger Woods because he had to play on a Monday in a playoff. So sports was always a part What's a of our life. What's a portable TV Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's, an it's,
1: iPad. <laughs> no,
2: right, it's it's a it's a something that gets a television signal. So, yeah, this was uh sports has always been such a big part of all of our lives too. So, that's made it fun.
1: Well, that would be fun. And also, I don't know how much into writing you got at the time when the movie is being shot and everything because didn't you write or produce one episode of entourage
2: i co-wrote two episodes of entourage yes not produced just co-wrote
1: but now you've kind of refined that skill and that's like i know that's currently what you're doing as well so do you feel like you'd want to really write if there was a sequel
2: i mean i would love to yeah i really would but doug allen's done such a great job i mean you know Doug is yeah he's done such a great mate. I, I would maybe just love to be help him with like ideas and stuff like that. I yes. don't think obviously my name should be on the script cause he doesn't need my help for that. I just wonder, you know, I, a sequel, right? We're just so old. <laughs> no,
1: you're not though. And, and no, the, the Olivia, people no, we who can't watched be ru- it are in their upper thirties. Right. Know? But
2: like, could we can't be running around in club? We're like, it's creepy now. That's now the we're point. creepy you guys.
1: You don't have to just show the characters.
2: In have, their relationships. They have
1: aged, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Turtle definitely <laughs> has a kid for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's still married or not. Vince probably been married four times.
1: Yeah. See, this is great. I like already, <laughs> I know you've thought about it. I know you've thought about it. I Of had course ask.
2: you think about it, but we, we joke on like, we're obviously group texts and stuff. We, yeah. we joke around, or is it like, do you just flash forward to like 20 years from now and it's like our kids are the new entourage, you know? like I don't think you're there
1: yet. I don't think you need to do that.
2: But then we could be the old heads. We could come in and be the old heads. And and I don't know. I (laughs) I feel old today thinking that we just, Serena and Federer just retired. I feel old.
1: Well, that's a good place to wrap. I have a lot of entourage still to watch ahead of me. Jerry, it's been a pleasure. 2022 has been so much fun with you by my side. Thank you so much for everything you bring to the show. Seriously.
2: Well, I would say one of the big highlights for me in 2022 was becoming a part of this show and getting a chance to work with you and everyone at BetMGM and everyone behind the scenes who uh, I I thank. And I'm just really excited to do this show going into 2023. It's going to get really good again.
1: It will. We have great guests lined up, too. And got to shout out Maddie, our producer, who's on here as well, and and wishing everyone who helps with the show, everyone at Amaze Media, everyone at MGM, You're right. This is a good, a good opportunity to thank all the people who helped put this up. And gosh, we have a lot of fun. Joel, who helps write, Joel Solomon. So thank you to everyone. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already because 2023 has amazing things in store. Make sure the YouTube page. That's right. We are on YouTube so you can watch every episode and just see Jerry's pretty mug uh, as, <sighs> as we talk about sports you each week. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Follow Jerry and I on social media and BetMGM across all platforms. Thanks, everyone. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.